where we're continuing our series, our meditation, communion meditations in Psalm 37. We're going to read three verses today, verses 34 through 36. Psalm 37, 34 through 36. God's word. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the, when the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a native green tree. Yet he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. O oh Lord, open our eyes, we pray, that we might have hearts prepared by your Spirit, through your word, to partake of this table with you. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. This is the 12th meditation. It's hard, hard to believe, 12 of them so far in Psalm 37. We have a few more probably before I conclude this. And our meditations, of course, are to help us to prepare to come to the table, to the table of the Lord, to think about his precious word. And in this first verse here, we're given a two-part command, really. We're given a command, and this is kind of a two-part command. All the commands of the Lord are given in love to his children. There are essentially boundaries of love and of his grace. And his commandments are not burdensome. They are a blessing from our Heavenly Father. We should rejoice in them. Yes, we need his grace to live them out. All the commands of the Lord are given in his love for us. And with the command, we have a promise here also in verse 34, the, the second part of verse 34. We have a commandment. And we are to wait on the Lord, it says. We're to wait on the Lord. And this commandment is, has been repeated in this psalm a number of times. It is in Scripture. It is in the Old Testament. certainly is in Psalm 37. It's an encouragement, brothers and sisters, for us not to be downcast at the seeming uh, prosperity of the wicked. But, on the other hand, it's meant to help us realize the great blessing that we have of eternal life and inheritance and communion with the Lord forever as his people. So wait on the Lord. That means basically we're to commit our way to him. Commit our way to him. And the main outward sign of this, I believe, is that we pray. We give him everything. We pour out our hearts to him. We wait on him. We commune with him and we bring it all to him. And we trust in his will. We are confident of his covenant love to us. And so we are patient as he leads. We literally wait on him. Sometimes it means it takes time. Psalm 27, 14 is a good cross-reference. It says, wait in faith on the Lord. And by the way, I believe every time in Scripture it says wait on the Lord, it, the, it means to wait in faith. Here it clearly says that. Wait in faith on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. It's twice, very strongly said. Indeed, blessed are those who do wait on the Lord and who then keep his way. Those who wait on the Lord keep his way. They keep and obey his word. And they, have a, they are constantly growing in a knowledge of the word, of his way. And they're active. They're not just learning, but they're very active in submitting to all of his word. 
in their lives. And the promise here for our blessing and our hope as we wait on the Lord and as we obey his law is that, he says here, he shall, God will, exalt you to inherit the land. It's amazing to think of this phrase here. He exalts you to inherit the land. His people will be exalted. Amazing. It's in Christ Jesus, of course. We'll be exalted. We'll be put in higher positions. We'll be blessed generationally. And we will receive the blessings and the promises that belong to those who are in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yesterday, Ray was in his uh, devotional before the meeting. He read uh, a portion of Deuteronomy 28. And he read this verse, and it relates to this, being exalted. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If, if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. The Lord will exalt those who wait upon him and keep his law. And we will know prosperity, praise God, that the Lord gives to his people again, to his church, who walk in his ways. Psalm 35, verse 27, it tells us that the Lord has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. The Lord takes pleasure when we prosper. Wouldn't a father feel the same way if his son prospers and his daughter prospers? It says the Lord rejoices He has pleasure in the prosperity of his people. So the righteous, that is the righteous in the Lord, uh, those who are growing in righteous character and those who are actively putting on righteousness, they delight in the law of the Lord. And because they delight in the law of the Lord, it says this, Psalm 1. Many of you know this, you've memorized this. They shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. It's a good place to grow as a tree that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does shall prosper if he's planted by the word. So that kind of tree, that kind of person is always growing. They're planted in the word and so they're gonna be fruitful. They're gonna be beautiful in fact. Earlier in the Psalm in verse seven, we are given a similar call and and a command in verse uh, as we are here in verse 34. It says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him that is the wicked who prospers in his way, who seems to prosper in his way. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. They just seem to be getting by with this. But of the wicked, King David says here, and he was an old man when he wrote this, he said, I have seen the wicked in great power. He'd probably seen it many times. And spreading himself like a native green tree, showing his power. Yet, it says, he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Indeed, I sought him, but he could not be found. Imagine here, okay, you see a tree. Looks pretty solid, looks pretty healthy. But the wicked person, like this tree, appears to have power sometimes and seems to be stable seems to be strong. And this person is like a a tree whose limbs are spreading out. Seems to be having an impact. But actually, this tree is rotten to the core. Its roots are not deep in the earth. Ask Joel. Ask the guys who work with Joel on trees. They can tell you. uh, Trees don't always, you don't always see the health or the strength or the longevity of a tree 
from the outside. Actually, we have many examples of that yesterday. They're all over the place. A lot of weaker trees we've seen now and the limbs that have fallen. So the wicked are like that, brothers and sisters. And they will fall, it says. They will fall at the breath of the Lord. They will not last. And when it falls, when they fall, it will be calamitous. They won't just fall. And not only, not only will the wicked fall like a rotten tree blown down by the wind, but this tree will rot quickly, it says here. It won't last. It won't be found. Even if you search for it, you won't find anything. It won't be remembered, in other words. There is no lasting impact for those who will not submit to the king. There's no lasting impact. There's no inheritance. We must, as the people of God, must remember that this is the end of the wicked, of those who will not submit to the Lord. Thomas Watson said this, the Puritan, Thomas Watson. He said, if a wicked man seems to have peace at death, it is not from the knowledge of his happiness that he expects, but from the ignorance of his danger. So they have hope. They, they kind of have hope in that which does not last, though. And they're ignorant of their folly. They're ignorant of the end that awaits them unless they repent. We must tell them, though, brothers and sisters, we must tell them as much as we can of this end without the Lord. But the people of God, for generations, it's promised, can hope in the promises of the Lord and prosper for his glory and the extension of his kingdom. And this communion with the Lord here reminds us, again, that we are people of promise. We must live by promise. We have an inheritance in the Lord Jesus Christ. We must act like we believe that because he redeemed us by his sacrifice. He brought us into his family. He brought us into his banqueting house. His banner over us is love. We are at the feast of the Lord here. In fact, we've been at that. If you haven't been recognizing that, this whole time this morning. We have feasted on his word in a number of ways this morning. And we will feast again when Michael preaches from Genesis. We'll, we'll pre feast again. And we're feasting now in another way. As we commune with him. And we rejoice in our redemption, our salvation, and that he is coming again. So let's bow now in prayer and prepare our hearts to come before the Lord. The Lord, we praise your holy name, that you, in your love for us, have given us the command to wait on you and to keep your commandments. And Lord, we rejoice in your precious and very great promises to us as we do this by your grace that you will prosper us and you will bless us for your glory and your kingdom purposes. Lord, may we now, each of us, receive these reminders of your sacrifice for us with humility and commit ourselves again to walk in your ways. Lord, may we grow in your grace and be more and more thankful for your abundant mercies, which we know only through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we ask this in his precious name. Amen.